The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, we can be exactly what we need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. I got Very it good. right. Got it right. Fire me. Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we are the. Oh, who's going to run the board? Oh, I guess that's me. Um, we are the intrepid trio. Eric, Kylan, myself, Mike, mm-hmm. and uh, a guy who I worked with briefly over at the Star Cruiser, different department. Uh, he has a uh, YouTube channel, for Star Wars. He's the, the crucial crew member. He did a thing, and I may, and I asked him about it. He sent me the link. So now I'm, I'm going to investigate. He made poker chips with his logo on it, yeah. different colors. I'm thinking blue, red, and yellow for us. Okay, okay. And, and that's something we can hand out at, at shows. Right. And then supposedly these are really nice clay quality chips chips like casino quality chips oh nice okay okay so hey if all three of us are at a show one of us has blue one of us has red one of us has yellow <laughs> and maybe we make a black one that's got the intrep that's a double intrepid trio that has the intrepid trio logo and shield logo on it or it's if gonna have thirsty thirsty we could put thursday on yeah. the other side because mm-hmm. i think these chips will be uh intrepid trio on one side mighty marvel geeks on the other but the black one will have thursday and intrepid trio no thursday and Mighty Marvel Geeks. There we go. There you go. But the only way you could get Thursday, and of course, we'll all have the Thursday chips. And the only yes. way you could get Thursday is you show us that you have gotten wheat set from the three of us. You have to have a red, blue, and yellow in order to get the black. That'd be good. That that that'd be a good how, little challenge. How how would that be at a convention in order to get to get the set? <laughs> and, and Thursday's that 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 chase. <laughs> 
Man. Of course, we all and we all and we all have Thursday along with the the color of our own. And I'll be a little biased. I kind of want the blue ones to hand out since I've been leaning blue towards everything recently. (laughs) I'll let you I'll let you two fight over red and yellow. I take yellow. It doesn't matter to me. There we go. But yeah, I'm going to look into it because I'm also going to look into it for uh, Wookiee Radio. So with Wookiee Radio, I'm going to do uh, black, gray, and yellow. I'm thinking J7 would be an all-white chip. Mm. Either that or, uh, I don't know. I haven't figured out a, what color would J7 be. Silver? Gray, gray. maybe? That'd be the gray. Same as the gray. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking green at one point. Because okay. at one time, I thought about doing the Wookiee Radio logo on a green shirt or green polo because it's okay. chic and the logo actually didn't look bad on green so maybe that's where i incorporate green is j7 j7 green droid if dj okay. rex could be orange now instead of instead of the blue then j7 could be green for the woodsy look <laughs> so um san diego comic con is happening right now uh today was as we're recording today was day one uh and apparently some stuff i don't know yes this was announced at comic-con on preview night by funko you can now get the pre-order do pre-orders for the werewolf by night funko pops sweet coke yep uh you have ted slash man thing it's supersized and all these are black and white Mm -hmm. they're in the black and white mode that's awesome (laughs) uh you have uh jack russell i think that's hilarious that's his name you have elsa bloodstone and you have the werewolf uh me personally i will pay the extra for uh for man thing yeah i I would totally take ted i i would do man thing in a heartbeat oh yeah uh the pre-orders are available on entertainment earth and amazon uh at entertainment earth man thing is 1999 super size that's not bad that no. is a take my money yes right there uh the others uh, i'm checking 11.99 for jack russell uh, i'm assuming elsa is gonna be the same price 11.99 for elsa and the werewolf is 11.99 mm-hmm. i mean the werewolf's not bad yeah but man thing yeah, man thing man thing was the star of that show mm-hmm. just can we just admit that oh yeah mm-hmm. and then i'll tell you if they ever come out with the color version i want the color version as well because i yeah. really like the look of this man thing okay so here's what you do if that happens and you wind up getting both a black and white and a color version you put it in a place of prominence at your house and you hide the other one (laughs) every so often you switch them out just to mess with people i actually kind of almost want to do do them side by side and put a rainbow between them for that wizard of oz effect yeah I like my idea better. Either that I, or- I like it too, because like people walk in and they're like, wasn't that I remember that being and then you know, don't say anything. You know? yeah, yeah, of course you just say like, you sure? <laughs> oh no, that's black and white. That's black and white right there. Yeah. I I I, I, I definitely uh I want man thing. I, I will uh according to comicbook.com, they're expecting these to also uh possibly show up at Hot Topics website. Uh Within, by the end of this weekend. Mm-hmm. So by the time this show airs, uh, whether you're listening to us on Sorcerer Radio, which, hello, everyone on Sorcerer Radio, or you're listening to us podcast-wise, hello, field agents. Uh, What's up? Mm-hmm. So, What's up? Uh, but according to Entertainment Earth, uh, pre-order now uh, ex- expected to ship in September 23. All right. I don't know if I'll I would do the pre-order now or just wait till September 23. And then no, I could I know someone who's a Funko dealer who could potentially order it for me. That may be the way I go. Mm-hmm. Or wait till unless they do unless they do the that thing that they like to do and they do only a limited amount. Yeah. And then like the pre-orders take everything. Well, yeah. You, you, you know, my birthday's coming up. 
So I'm just going to wait till my birthday. All right. And I'm going to try and get some extra overtime so I can buy myself. And I think it may just be man next year. Because this is good birthday. And I love the case for this too. The case is in black and white as well. The only color is the word pop and the name Ted. Oh, cool. Everything else is in a black and white. Oh, and the Marvel logo and Funko logos are in color as well. Mm -hmm. The majority of this has that black feel to it. (laughs) They're great. I really am digging this. Mm. I am absolutely digging. So and I don't, the only other supersized pop I have is a uh, state of marshmallow marshmallow. I don't have any, I, I don't have any supersize. I got a couple of vehicles. Because I have Colson and Lola, okay. and then I have uh, Sam and Dean and Baby. Oh, and oh, we have um, Deadpool in the chimichanga truck. Oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. I would do. And have- we have a couple of the boxed ones that come with comics. Okay, I have a couple doors. But yeah, I don't have any of the super, uh, uh, any of the larger size ones. I have a couple doors. I, I have four. Three of them. You two can see behind me, kinda. Mm-hmm. Kinda. They are Croti Robot, Tom Servo, Alex Trebek. The fourth one, somebody gave it to me. It was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit from Epic Mickey. Okay. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, mine. Since we're going that route, it's the Fury Files Unco Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Chewbacca Life Day Arc Exclusive. Uh, DJ Rex Arc Exclusive. Exclusive Hondo Anoka Arc Exclusive mm-hmm. uh, M5 R3 uh, Target Exclusive for uh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, cool! In the Galaxy's Edge line that uh, CB6 CB6B as uh, a uh, all Astro Astro Metroid, which was a Target Galaxy Edge exclusive. Uh, a Scarif Stormtrooper, a Boba Fett prototype uh, from mm-hmm. Walgreens. Uh, I have R2-D2, Jabba Palace, uh, Boba Fett with uh, Ignited Backpack, and uh, IG-88. Oh. And then, of course, uh, State Buff Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. But I, I made sure I have, I've been getting the Star Wars Park exclusives. Right now, I'm missing two. There's a C-3PO R2-D2 one. It's out. It's a park exclusive that I need to get. Um, there is there is one that I regret not getting when I saw it. Okay, a couple. One of them, Johnny Cash. The other... Dewey oh. Oxburger from Stripes. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. One I, re- I regret not getting, but I don't regret because I wasn't going to wait in the lines. It's Figment. Yeah, I can see that. And I I watch, I have it on eBay to watch, and I, I'm watching for prices to come down. But I, I want a Figment. Uh, mm-hmm. But like the Chewbacca Life Day one is Chewbacca wearing a Life Day robe. Chewbacca's flocked. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's got the brown flock. So. Oh, okay. Uh, and I have two, two dorbs in a steel sealed in their boxes and i can bet you guys guess one of the two howard the duck that's one i have to figure out the other one and i do have howard loose as well because i totally forgot i had him in the box mm-hmm. and in my comic book store i'm like i had two three bucks credit left or something i'm like make a deal with you he's loose he needs a home i'm a huge howard the duck fan we'll zero out my balance if you let me take him i'm like yeah we can do that howard always needs to go to a good home dupe so i got a, a second funko dupe that's uh or Funko Dorb, that's Howard. Mm-hmm. Now you can figure out what the other one is. Was it not Dupe? Nope. I haven't made Dupe as a Dorb. Oh, well. Brute? Nope. I will say, I'll give you one clue. Distinguished mm-hmm. competition. Riddler. I have Riddler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of the Dorbs, those are the only two I really like. I, I've seen a lot of the others. I'm like, eh, these are okay. Howard and Riddler? No, no doubt. Those are... Yeah, 
I got to get <laughs> Alfonco wise. I want the I want the uh, the Howard the Duck with the uh, with his mech. I can't remember what game that was from. It was, mm-hmm. it was from a game. Uh, it was, I believe it was a mobile game. It was Howard the Duck in the mech. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't I can't think of. And it's a where gor- it's a gorgeous looking mech. Yes, it's a gorgeous looking mech. And then mm-hmm. um, if they ever did Iron Duck, yeah, I'd be all over Iron Duck as well. Oh, just admit it. Anything Howard they do, I would be all over. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. So uh, Hasbro introduces or, or shows off the uh, X Men '97 Epic Hero Series lineup, which includes an affordable 14-inch Sentinel figure. I do mm-hmm. love how they said affordable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, they just kind of like make sure you say that's affordable in in the title of the article. Yeah, in the head. So in the uh, Epic Titan Hero Series of figures. Okay, so the the Epic slash Titan hero series are they're either i think they're nine to 12 inches i think already yes yeah, the like taller that, yeah. figure uh these are the ones that you tend to see a lot of at five below mm-hmm. because yeah. well they don't sell well at target and walmart but they sell great at five below um and with that is the 14 inch sentinel um but all these are expected uh, to debut in the near future when the show comes to Disney Plus in the near future. So additional figures in this lineup will include Wolverine, Cyclops, Rogue. There will be a Wolverine toy claw. I want that. And an X-Jet. Oh, sweet. With Storm. The one X-Man who can fly, they include with the jet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, did she ever pilot the thing? Not that she has a reason to, but uh, I guess she's- she did it. I, th- I think she does off and on. I mean, because I know Scott does, but I was trying to remember. I thought, I thought, she, I thought I Aurora Beast did could. Too. Yeah, Beast. Yeah, I'm sure Beast can. Okay, so these figures are actually going to be four inch figures with Sentinel being 14 inch. Oh, okay. Yeah, like okay. Uh, when they say affordable, 14 inch Sentinel figure, twenty two ninety nine. That's not bad. No, that's not bad considering Hasbro's. Six inch figs start around the twenty five bucks, twenty four ninety nine and up for the six inch series. Whether it's Ghostbusters, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever, GI Joe. So fourteen inch, twenty two ninety nine. Okay, Hasbro, if you could do that figure at four at twenty two ninety nine at fourteen inches, you could start you could start dropping the prices. But aren't those aren't aren't the Titan uh, figures? Now, mind you, mine is in the box. I haven't pulled it out. But isn't it like only like what five? It's five POA. Yeah. yeah. So then that's probably part of it. Like I know if they're looking at if you're looking at the um, classified or the black series, they're, it causes more hard, high articulation or articulation. So okay, but let's go uh, the epic hero series four inch figures mm-hmm. wolverine 1099 and looking at the pictures they're jointed at the elbows which i'm so then, then i'm then gonna assume well they're also jointed at the knees mm-hmm. so one two three four five six seven eight nine points of articulation minimum mm-hmm. 1099 four inch mm-hmm. okay cool you're adding a little bit more and you're going almost 20 bucks now or eight, 17 to 18 bucks now for like vintage collection mm-hmm. Star Wars with a little bit more articulation. But there, there's no, we got to start bringing the prices down on some of this stuff. This is why I love about the retro line from Star Wars. Those figures run about 12, 13 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
The X-Jet and Storm is $34.99, which is not bad. The Claw is $22.99. Again, not bad for what it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Pretty, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, And then here's when the drop... Wait, this next story is... Okay, so Hasbro Pulse... Or the San Diego Comic-Con drops outside of... Okay, I'm absolutely lost now. Mm-hmm. On Friday would have been the Hasbro Toys panel for Marvel. Right. With Dwight, Ryan, and Dan, plus Jesse from Marvel, sharing exciting news about popular, uh, the popular Marvel Legends product line. They will also give a sneak peek at never-before-seen items. Okay. And then right after that, they're doing the Star Wars panel. Two door, two doors down. Different team, though. I'm, I mean, given... I get, I'm curious as to... Given that the the strikes are going on and actors aren't going to be there, how well attended will this one be? Uh, one meme I saw or one comment I saw was um, San Diego Comic-Con pre-pandemic attendance, Anime Expo, hold our beer. Hmm. I would say they're probably still going to get a good crowd. I, I think they're going to get a good crowd. Because, I mean... I, is there anything about the strike that says they can't do personal appearances? They can do personal appearances, but they cannot plug any past or present or future projects. And technically, the only they could do autographs, but it's headshots only. Mm-hmm. No, no character, no character photos. I think a right. lot of these, a lot of the actors that would become that. I mean, this is the way they make their living now is pretty much from the convention circuit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like your Cindy Morgans, your your Gil Gerards, so on and so forth. Right. You know, they're they're not actively in projects or anything right now. I mean, they're still going to be there. Yeah. But I mean, right. you're, but if they're a member of SAG, which I'm sure they all are, they're not going to be signing Buck Ro- Gil Gerard as Buck Rogers or Cindy Morgan from Tron, Tron. or Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Caddy- it's right. going to be, here's my publicity photo. Yeah, right. I mean, it, but they're still going to be there. Right. right. And I'm fine with that. Yes, yeah. I would love to have, you know, a character photo, but to get an autograph on a publicity photo, well, if this is something that's even going to be more rare because they don't do, a lot of times they don't put out the publicity photos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sign, please sign your name and put 2023, mm-hmm. SDCC 2023, or whatever convention 2023, as long as the strike's going on. Then mm-hmm. you know, hey, this happened during the strike. Right. Right. And this yeah. is that this is that oddity to me that would make it more rare because I'm getting a personal photo, not a not a character. Yeah. Also, also actors and writers are not the only ones that show up at a con. Right. right. I mean, you have all these other people that that show up. I honestly, I don't think there's it's gonna miss a beat. Uh, it, well, UPS is about to strike August first. It's not entertainment, but within entertainment, uh, we're talking potential. Broadway strike of act. I, I again, I don't see how that's going to affect Comic Con traffic. No, but I, I think. But with that too, they're also talking pink. Um, I, I don't remember what my contracts are within IOTC, uh, but pink contract IOTC is looking at potentially strike work as well, which means. Pink contract Iossi could kill would would also hurt the theater in London, uh, L.A., Dallas, Chicago, any of the Toronto, any of the major theater markets would definitely hurt from that. Mm. I mean. I think I thought that there was something and like I didn't think Marvel like Marvel itself wasn't going to have a huge presence there. But 
I think the one thing that this could do, possibly, is kind of bring back the relevance of comics to Comic-Con. Yes. Um, I That's how I would love to see that. Because, um, I mean, when I go to these kinds of shows... I'm I'm not really interested in in meeting like getting autographs from the celebrities, like maybe one or two. Mainly, I'm there to meet the artists and meet the writers and maybe pick up some independent books, you know, stuff that I wouldn't be able to get in my comic shop. You know, I, I will um, I will tell you, and Eric will will back me up on this. I had more fun, even though I had paid for autographs for Mike Quinn and Tia Sakur, which was more for Zoe. She's the voice of Sabine. Uh, and Mike Quinn's a friend of the, sh- the shows. Uh, we've had him over on uh, Wookiee Radio and Weeby Geeks. And, uh, and you know, he's a Muppeteer as well. He's, he worked with the Muppets, still does work with the Muppets. So, you know, it's all, all family connection here. Um, mm-hmm. I had more fun actually chasing down JTC at the show. Yes. Than right. I did. And, and some of the other, like Jordan and some of the other folks from Marvel. Then I did, you know, and we heard quite a few times, oh, so-and-so is walking the floor. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll let them be. Yeah. Really, one of the highlights was was watching Jordan White try to translate Art Besh from memory. That was classic. That was great. That was great. He got it. He did it. He did. He did get it. And uh, I want to say uh, he even signed one of the books that uh, that we have from his Joe Carmania sent us some books to mm-hmm. give out. Mm-hmm. And one yeah, of them was signed- he signed one that we gave to the guy who was the very first approved 501st triple zero. Yes. And I think I think it was a Dr. Afra issue that we gave him. Yeah. That was autographed. Well, that was, yes, because that was the most appropriate one to give him. Yeah. And Jordan, and we, we didn't, we didn't see Heather at that time. No. Well, we saw him, we saw her from a distance at the panel, but we didn't see her. We didn't get to meet her up close, her right. personal. Um, mm-hmm. But we, but Jordan signed the book because mm-hmm. he was the head editor for Star Wars at that time. So we yes. added his autograph to it and gave it to the guy. So, I mean, that was great. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's what the conventions are. I mean, I enjoy seeing the stars, but when I go to MegaCon, I hunt down the comic guys more than I do the uh, the media stars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or or I go towards the voice actors. Voice actors. And I also, if, when I, you go to, what, this is going to sound derogatory, but it really isn't. The ones that don't get most of the publicity. John Anderson is that level I go after as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've seen I've seen John a couple of times since then. Uh, love love hanging out with this guy. We need to see about getting him back. Uh, that's true. Yeah, for that's true. Uh, for uh, maybe in two weeks for a uh, secret invasion roundtable. Could could. I mean, I understand he may he may be on strike, and we're not going to talk about anything he's done. But yeah. I'm I'm sure he's watching the series, and we could talk about the series. Of course, his opinions it, on the series. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, he's not in it, right? So not that we're aware of. Not that we're aware of. No. And I have questions about his uh, about his classified collection. I'm, I'm curious Ooh, about how yeah, strong yeah, yeah, his yeah. collections. Oh, I'm just saying yeah, his his, his collection strong. His yeah. GI G. Joe collection is strong. <laughs> his his GI Joe collection is Hasbro strong. Uh, right? Yeah. I'm, I I want. I mean, I just found out. I, I, I want to say that, he he ordered multiple his tanks from Haslab when they did that. I it. And that comment froze Kyle. <laughs> but no, what I'm what I'm saying is the the characters that they are not the well, the the actors who aren't maybe the ones that headline the ones that um, 
they they don't get they can't they don't command the hundred dollars an autograph thing right i prefer hanging out with them they appreciate the fans more yeah that's why i mean they appreciate the fans you know because you know the and this is not to say that the the quote-unquote A-listers like, you know, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Robert Downey Jr., whatever, they it's not to say that they don't appreciate the fans. But, like, if you went up to um, Neil McD- McDonough, right. who played Dum Dum in uh, the first Captain America movie, you know, he probably, you know, he probably hang with you and give you more. Yeah, I would. Like, uh, I still want to get Mo- Michael Roker here. God, that would be such. That but, would be such a great thing. But right now, I'm going to respect Strike. Yeah, because I'm going to want to talk to him about Guardians, and he technically under the rules of SAG, he can't. Not without right. losing his membership. Right. So, and, and you know, it, that's still a good ways off. Yeah. For all we know, this strike could be resolved tomorrow. True. But this strike, I mean, but if the strike goes long, how how much they be willing to then come on podcast talk to talk about their, their passwords or current since the, since they will be allowed to do so? Because even with podcasts, they're allowed to talk about how they got into the you know because there's they're saying this about panels. They could do panels at conventions, but they can't talk about past, present, or future projects. They could talk about how they got into the business, what the business has been like for them, et cetera, but they can't talk about their projects, which, okay, cool, but, but that doesn't do that us doesn't any do good us as, any a Marvel good show as a Marvel show to bring in, to bring in Michael Roker, Michael Roker to, to, to talk about Yondu, talk about Yondu when he can't talk about Yondu. Can't talk about Yondu. Are there like Are three? Like three? Now, now. Uh, maybe. I'm getting an echo, I'm yeah. Getting an echo, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, an I'm echo. Getting how about now? Let's see. I don't know. I, don't, slight. Well, I can hear I can hear a slight one. Yeah. Be okay. Okay. Thursday's probably working in the background to get it yeah there you mm-hmm. go um we love you thursday the uh so i mean for me i think this year if they're getting the high attendance at the show despite the fact that major studios have said we're not presenting panels we're gonna have booths but we're not doing panels i think is a good thing mm-hmm. i i think that is something that is helpful to the show and, and hopefully humbles the promoters of the show a little bit to, to remember what it was that brought the show to where it's at now. And I would almost, I would almost like to see it go every five from this point on next four years. Yeah, cool. Let's have the strong media blitz for different things. One, if conditions allow for it, right. You know, i.e. striking over every fifth year, no media blitz for the major studios. Let's bring it back. Remind us where, how it got started and then do it all over again in four years. I yeah, think the they make too much money from the studios for that to even be a consideration. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of a cynic. I, I just I think that's where I think that's where they are with it. I mean I, I think that'd be awesome if they did, but I think they get I think the the sheer amount of money that they make because of the studio's involvement. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to know how much they they lose this year because the studios that's are probably- there. The studios are there, or a good chunk of them are still there booth wise. They're just not presenting. Yeah, right. So by not presenting, how much does that hurt the per, hurt the the cash box of Comic Con? I am sure there is going to be some kind of financial impact. Yeah, but I mean, when you consider how many people, there's still going to be thousands of people in attendance. Oh yeah, there's still you're still going to have to pay to get in. Yeah, yep. I mean, I don't know what the the ticket prices are, and really, I'm too chicken to to even look. Uh, because I'm kind of like, ain't no way I could afford it. But, you know, you still have the thousands of people attending, and some of them are coming in from, a lot of them are coming in from out of town. Your hotels and hospitality and Uber and 
local dining and shopping and all the kind of other stuff options. It's there may be a, a an impact, but they ain't gonna be hurt. No, no, I I, I agree. I think the impact's gonna be small. I mean, the city of San Diego makes so much money off of that. They're gonna. They're they're gonna do what they can to make sure that whatever hit they take is mitigated as much as possible. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, moving right along. Uh one last thing before we hit our recap of episode five. On the seventeenth, it was announced that uh the last days of Moon Knight storyline will be kicking off in Moon Knight number twenty eight. That's right. They're they're setting up for the death of Moon Knight. But this being the comics. This being the comics. This being the comics. It, it, it's it's kind of like you're quoting Imhotep from The Mummy. It's like death is just the beginning. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, most recently, they, they killed off Kamala Khan. Yeah, they killed off Ms. Marvel so they could bring her back as a mutant. Mm-hmm. Which she's coming back as an X-Men. Exactly. I right. wonder if that is now being done to tie her in, to tie the comic in with, well, she's a mutant in the MCU. I since since the comics are trying to parallel things now with with the movies and the shows, right? So it makes me wonder now with this coming about, are they going to potentially call Miss? Is Miss Marvel going to be where we get the term mutant for the first time? Or wait, no, would, didn't we? Didn't we get mutants in uh, Strange in the Multiverse? Yeah, they 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 actually said uh, they actually said mutants there, I believe. So when when they introduced Xavier, mm-hmm. okay, so yeah. Curious to see. Uh, I have to see about trying to get Jed McKay on the show to talk about this. Now, now I'm trying to build up ideas for uh, more guests for the show. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been it's been a hot minute since we had a guest. That is true. So uh, we, we need Sharon coming back on. We do. Uh, she will. Well, uh, but th- there's some strike. Well, there's strike, but there's also some personal some personal matters going on. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, you know, definitely our our hearts go out to her. Yes, and our, and our, and our wishes. Yeah, we're pulling for you, Sharon. Mm-hmm. You know you Gentlemen, it's time. Time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Sending to your screens now. Number four. So I guess Thursday's trying to tell us it's time to recap Secret Invasion episode five. She can be a girl boss like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could. I am one of the most powerful computing systems on the planet, and this is how we are spending our time together. A little nonsense now and then is favored by the wisest men, Thursday. <laughs> I'm not a schwaffle. Huh? Okay. Do, do we still have the the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory DVD? Somewhere. The, the original, the old Willy Wonka one with Gene Wilder? I do have a copy of it, yes. I, okay, stick it in the DVD player and let Thursday experience that. Yum, 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 yum. There you Augusta, go. save some for later. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I think I said Eric, start us off. Did you? Okay. Hey, Eric, start us off. Okay. I'm just going to start with this one because it is one that I'm going to get around to later. But, well, I'm going to get around to sooner or later, rather. Uh, This episode should have been episode four. We could have gotten two entire episodes of Nick Fury at the top of his game, and now we're stuck with just one. Because he didn't get to Prime Fury until the very end. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, so this is a little bit on the nose, but... um 
the scrolls have taken the gloves off. Um, yeah, I, I did the sheer amount of um, uh, scroll deaths, um, like scroll on scroll violence. I I was surprised at it. Um, yeah, yeah, it just it, you know it's kind of like. Oh, we're working together. We're working together. We're working together. And bam! I'm like, whoa. So, yeah, I, it, it's it's interesting to see. You know, how do you plan to take over the Earth when you know there's so much infighting going on? So that that that, that was kind of interesting to see that. And and really, where Gravik says, none of you have a voice. None of you have a face. Yeah. I mean that. That says a lot, right there. It, yes, it does. And the reactions say a lot. Right. Oh. And I don't know if that's just how he really feels or if that is a a side effect from the um, Super Squirrel serum. It, it, it almost feels like a roid rage to some it extent. Does. It does. I, me, I would think that this is how he truly is mm-hmm. down. But I think the, the, the Super Scrollification exacerbated it. It's kind of like the super soldier serum, how it, it takes who you are and yes. Yeah. Okay. Amplifies. Uh, yep. For me, I, I still, it's almost piggybacking Eric. Uh, it's too little, too late. Uh, where I disagree with Eric, this should have been episode three, not episode four. Well, see, my thought was you have six issue series. Spend the first two with Broken Fury. Mm-hmm. One and two is Broken Fury. Three and four is Fury getting his act back together. Mm-hmm. And then five and six, he's back on the horse. He is back in prime condition. That's why I said this should have been episode four. See, I, I, I feel it should have been episode three. Because then we're hitting the climax point, especially with the way they're doing this. It, it should have been that ramp up to the to the mid-season break. We had a week. Mm-hmm. But that mid-season point, and then you either go one episode plateau and then go up or bring it back down for for your 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 fall after the climax I mean, I, but episode th- how this episode ended is what i was wanting for three it's what i was wanting for episode three that's fair that's fair because you, you uh, because to me knowing fury we got broken fury for two episodes we're going into three with him starting to become the badass as we're as we're seeing throughout the episode it, that build to it mm-hmm. and then we get the that end shot it's like okay he's back carry that through into four and then we've got we got true nick mm-hmm. where the plan comes together and yeah I mean, either way we should we should have the climax the last at least the last two episodes because it's almost like it, it's almost like the writers were just going like oh crap we got to wrap all this stuff up we've only got one episode left to do it just remember with fury you think fury's hiding something he's a spy captain he's the spy his secrets have secrets we're just now getting that, and we should have gotten it either episode four or episode three. So basically, all this stuff's got to be wrapped up in about 30 minutes. Yeah. I think it's going to end in a cliffhanger. I, I, I really do. I, I think I think it is. I think they told they chose this way to tell the story because kind of like what happens if we did it where – Fury's back at the top of his game in episode three. Then the rest of it turns into an action series and not an espionage series. Which I mean, and I, I'm I'm good with that. But, but, but you know, I, Andor was still an espionage series, not well, still having action. Well, yeah, you can. And I that mean, went twelve. And that went twelve. Espionage. But Andor also had how long did Andor go? What twelve? Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, 
you know, you you had a lot more to play with with that. Right. And I think that with this one, I, I don't know. And because I'm curious, I, obviously, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the last episode. But I'm glad to finally see Fury, no, 100 percent back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it would be. Yeah, it'd been cool to get two, three full episodes of, of Fury being Fury, but I don't know if that's the story that they're telling either. You right. know, I, I don't know. Um, this is a different kind of story uh, that they're doing within because I, I didn't know I had different expectations for Secret Invasion um, going into it, but seeing what they were doing with it, I was like, well, okay, I. So, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I get what you guys are saying, and I can see both sides of that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking that they're going to do something so this ties into the Marvels. I think that's what's going to happen. At this point in time, would would it be – I mean, still tie into the Marvels. Should we expect a season two that also helps tie into Secret War? Either that or or something that ties into Armor Wars, because, I mean, we still got to figure this thing out with um, with Rhodey. Okay, and I I was watching a YouTube video earlier today and the uh, the commenter, I can't remember the name of the of the channel, but the commenter was was theorizing that this that basically the Armor Wars come about because of the scrolls. Because they've gotten yeah. they've they've gotten hands on start technology and using their own technology, and so basically, Rhodey's kind of got to clean all this stuff up, right? So, and plus, we got to get real Rhodey back. Yes. Yeah. Again, thirty minutes to wrap all this stuff up, at least to the point where you could do Marvels and you could do Armor Wars. Unless this is a longer episode, and they've done that before. Okay, you know? so so an hour. Mm-hmm. You, you've got an hour to wrap all this stuff up, right? Which I mean, don't get me wrong, that would be the equivalent of two episodes of a hundred percent Fury, and I'm good with that. It's like getting a bonus episode, right? I hope I hope that happens. Right. I, I, I mean, really I can't happens. see you for everything that we I think needs to happen. I can't see them just doing it in thirty minutes. I I can't see that. You know, I could be wrong, but I can't see it. See, this has been my whole problem. So with with Armor Wars, uh, also nicknamed Stark Wars, we kind of got part one in uh, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. um, where Tony discovers that the armor is based in part of his own. Uh, upon analyzing Force's armor, Tony discovers the armor is based in part on his own designs, which were stolen before the current Iron Man armor was developed. Okay, sort of like what we got in 1 and 2. Spy Master stole the secrets and sold them to Justin Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the part two was the glitch. I'm trying to see if there's more than that. Part three was the last Mandroid. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was Armor Wars 2, which I think is going to be more of what the Armor Wars series is going to be about. Mm-hmm. And I am not getting to that. Um, but I would definitely say add to add to our uh, recommendation for this week's PAL for Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armor Wars and Armor Wars 2 story arcs okay. as additional as, as bonus reading material. Okay. I, I think that's, that's something we need to look into. Right. Uh, so number three. Eric. Okay. Speaking of a hundred percent fury at the end of the episode, 
who did he call when he when he just you know, he picked up the little comlink thing and he said it's time who was he calling now i have i i, I very seriously doubt it was either carol or monica mm-hmm. or any of the avengers because he just finished his spiel about we can't always rely on them right so i have three possible guesses Mm-hmm. Okay. I gotta feel like quite the freaking genius if it's either of these. I, I would okay. say based on the fact that you've got three, Kylan, let's listen to his three and then let's come up with three of our own. Okay. Okay. Number one, Gaia, because that would make sense yeah. if they're working together and she's going to like to to infiltrate or something like that. Mm-hmm. At, at which point it makes me wonder, is that really Fury that we see fighting Gravik? Mm-hmm. Because I could see a super scroll cage match where she's got Fury. My other two ideas, what if the Maria Hill that got killed was a LMD? Right. And he's calling in the real Maria Hill. And my third, and this, I admit, this is mainly wishful thinking on my part. He's calling in Phil Coulson. Get out my head. <laughs> okay. So, Kyle, on your three. Well, all right. So, Eric took two of mine. <laughs> So I said Colson and I say Hill. And you know what? Why not Mac? Ooh, I love that idea. Like, because yeah. at least in some alternate universe, he does become the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you think that he's gone off and he's just doing his thing wherever it is. So that, that, uh, that's uh, I'm going to throw Mac out there. Okay. I like that. So Colson, Hill, and Mac. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. Play Daisy. Oh, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go. Olsen seems like a good choice. Uh, and to me, the third one actually is split either Bucky or uh, Natasha's sister, Yelena. Yelena. Yes, and actually, I'm not even thinking. Now I'm not even thinking Yelena. I'm thinking um, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, Val. Val. I was just, I was just thinking Val. But any really, I mean, they had a Black Widow tie-in cameo here. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my number three. Uh, Kyle, on your number three. Brody is the worst. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just, just, oh my. You know, um, I wanted, I wanted Fury to pull that trigger so bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oh, just, oh, oh, the worst. But yeah, again, kind of on the nose. But yeah, that's, that's where my number three is. Yeah. Mm, mm. He is being quite the mother dog there. Yes, he is. Yes, yes, yes. To, to coin a phrase used in an earlier episode. <laughs> uh, for me, my number three, I loved the whole thing with Fury and the president in the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, sir, you can't go this far. Okay, cool. Grabs a chair, pulls out the pistol. Puts it in front of the doors and just sits there. That's like, a scary thing. Like, when was the last time anyone ever asked, do you have clearance? Right. To be honest with you, I, I wanted a, a Guardians-like moment here. And, I, and I, wanted, I wanted to hear him say, I've got level seven. And then add an explicitive. <laughs> or I'm level nine with an explicitive. <laughs> That's what I was wanting. I'm like, such a missed opportunity. Yes. <laughs> such a missed opportunity. So. Um, number two. Okay, my number two is kind of a two-parter. As I have said, I have enjoyed the crap out of parts of this series. Mm -hmm. The part that has been the best part of this, in my opinion, Sonya Fallsworth. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's she's like Nick Fury, but more fun. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So because, you know, and I'm going to focus on the last name there. She is Sonia Fallsworth. One of the Howling Commandos was James Montgomery Fallsworth. Oh. Daughter? Yes. Granddaughter? Uh, that's that's what I'm at. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, she's older. She could easily be a daughter. And so, I mean, I would love to see that connection made official. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense. But also in the comics, Fallsworth was one of the characters who took, one of the people who took on the mantle of Union Jack. Right. Yeah. So here, here's what I'm, Here's what I'm proposing, suggesting, asking for. Call it what you want. I want her own series mm-hmm. as Union Jack. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I mean, right now she is acting head of SIS. Right. But there will be a new head listed. Yeah. Or, or just give me a Union Jack series with her in it. Yes. She is. It's, I mean, you could almost do a James Bond-esque type espionage series out of this. Absolutely. With, with her being the M. Right. So, yes, I want a Union Jack with her in it. Mm-hmm. Island number two. Again, uh, Eric's in my head. Oh, oh, my goodness. So my number two is don't mess with the Brits. <laughs> Oh heck no! I, I, you know, I'm just saying, like, I, I, like you said, you know, she's fury but fun. You know, she's talking about the whole thing, like, you know, I could be your bestie or I could not be your bestie. You know, it's just <laughs> cake of poison or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the whole time she's. she's Pulling, no, it just up, just just casually shot dude in the leg, and just like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just no, like, okay. no. My favorite, my favorite line from her though in this episode uh-huh. was, Nigel, we're gonna have to work on this. And he goes, my name's Victor. No, 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 I'm not you. Nigel's the one with the silencer that's pointed to your head, to the back of your head. Oh, yeah. there he is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I yeah. Um, Eric Eric was in my head again. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be in your head. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, for me, my number two, the whole sequence with Gaia and Vara leading to her coming to the house. Yes. And then <laughs> leading to the the ceremony. Yes. To to cross Palos over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that whole sequence when all of a sudden they get into the greenhouse and she pulls out the backpack, hands it to the Gaia and then puts on the other backpack and then they just go, I'm like, okay. No, no, here's the thing. They, where they just, where they take cover at just happens to be where the guns are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lines was when Gaia makes the comment about their relationship in the bedroom. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Vera's like, that's rude. Don't go there, girlfriend. (laughs) That's rude. And she's like, I didn't mean to offend. Yes, you did. Oh, yes, you're you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Number one. Back to Eric. Okay. And and this is this is just a question basically tying into that scene where the uh the hit squad comes for him. Why did Gaia not use her super scroll abilities? If it were me, I'd be putting some Fantastic Four action on them. Mm-hmm. I th- mean, because I'm yeah. thinking she still wants to keep a secret that she she actually messed with it. So I don't think Gravik knows. No, Gravik does not know. I don't think Gravik does not know. Uh, she told Talos, mm-hmm. and Talos told Nick. Yep, that's it. So I mean, it it could be that she's just trying to keep it a secret. And she's not going to reveal it until she copies Fury and goes to fight Gravik. Yeah. And all we know right now is she has the extremists. Right. But right. we it don't know what else. The reason that she got the others, too. We can see. Highland, your number one. My number one is Fury's back. Um, 
without question. You know, I mean, we got black trench coat, we got eye patch, we got some gadgets and a strange phone call. Um, even though the helicarrier has been mothballed, um, yes. that's okay. Um, that means but, we get to see it at some point again. Yes. Yes. It has not been scrapped. He just said mothballed. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm, I, all I know is that it's, I'm excited to see Fury, like 100% Fury back and just handling business for this whole last episode. I'm, I, it's been a wait and I'm hoping this means it's going to be a longer episode, but yeah, yeah, there's no question. This dude is back and he is mad. So he's not even going to be asking questions. He's going to be like, maybe just taking initials for this one. <laughs> I am checking IMDB to see if they may have a potential runtime. And I'm pretty sure there would have to be some type of end credit because we have not had one end credit scene this whole series. True. Uh, episodes. Apparently, they don't give runtime mm. on any of the episodes. Oh, that stinks. Mm-hmm. Yep, no runtime. Mm. Oh, my number one tombstones. <laughs> yes. And yes. actually, that may change the show title Fury Files. Pizza? No, Tombstone. <laughs> so, and, and I, I love how you know, he, he makes the comment of uh, it's good to have uh, dead men. Need, I have, I've got these all over the place. You know, dead men need options. Yes. And did you notice in the mausoleum where he's getting like the eye patch, the trench coat, the weapons and stuff, you notice the plaques are in runes, mm-hmm. Viking runes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we looking at some Asgardian tie-ins here? Maybe. Maybe. I also noticed, too, the scanner scanned the bad eye, not that eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's some tech in that eye to trigger the skin. Well, you remember, that's what he did in um, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really a Winter Soldier callback. Yeah. There may very well be some, some tech in that eye, like a tight beam, almost like a, uh, almost kind of like a, 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 a tight beam transmission. QR code. Q- <laughs> Scan this with your QR enabled prosthetic eye. Fury files. <laughs> Tombstone QR codes. That's it. Writing that one down. <laughs> I mean, I know this is not going to happen, but it would be so hilarious if he shot himself up with the harvest DNA serum. Ooh. Yes. I mean, that would totally undermine everything that he said about the only thing he gave, you know, his, that he had was the smarts his mama put in him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. How, about, how about this? What's the chance Fury made of, may have called Dum Dum Duggan? Dum Dum Duggan would be dead by now. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think about it. How many World War II veterans are still around today? Yeah, but we we don't know what happened with the Howling Commandos after. Or were they potentially given some super soldier stuff as well? I, I seriously like doubt those. it. No, because they only had. So, I mean, as far as what we know, the only successful uh, replication of the super soldier serum was uh, Isaiah Bradley. Could he have called Isaiah to trigger Patriot, his grandson? I, now, see, now, see, this. I know this I'm straight. I'm, re- I'm, I'm reaching, but I, I mean, it's not it's not a bad reach, but I just have I, I just don't think he would have called in a super. No, I don't think he would. He 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 said this was personal. Yeah. He said that from the start. So he said it was personal. We can't keep you. Know, 
we can't keep relying on super people to come in and save us. Right. So I'm thinking this is going to be somebody non-powered. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you could almost say you could almost make a case for Clint Barton. Yeah. Well, but saying I don't that, think so. Val's a possibility, like we talked about. Uh, Coulson, strong possibility. But we want to go at this point in time non-super. What about Harrison Ford's Thunderbolt Ross? That would set up Thunderbolts quite nicely, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. But yeah. That would that would also explain that that could also give an in, rather, maybe not explain, but give in to see how uh Thunderbolt Ross becomes president. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Maybe he's like vice president at this point or joint could, chiefs of staff. He could be. I mean, that's that's very possible. And how and wouldn't that be a great secret to have kept that Harrison Ford shows up in the last episode? Even if it's in an end credit scene. Yeah. 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 We're getting somebody. I mean, clearly we're getting somebody. Yeah. Right. It's just who that somebody is. Who is it's somebody they've kept a secret so far. Right. I, I, I personally, I mean, I'm starting to think now it may be someone related to the Thunderbolts, Thunderbolt series. And, and the reason why I'm thinking Harrison is because Harrison appears in the next Captain America movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my heart, my heart is still with Coulson, though. I would Mine love is. to see. I would love to see Coulson. And that would be a great surprise. To Coulson, a great secret. It's been Coulson kept. driving up in Lola mm-hmm. <laughs> with the gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And let, and yeah. let it. That he says, I know what this does. And, and let it be actual Coulson that was stabbed by Loki and not yeah. the Coulson we got from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we could come find out may have been L- LMD the whole time in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could swear that in a trailer, we saw a brief shot of him in an alley with a boggin on. Could, could we also get Ming-Na Wen? Oh, man. With her? Did you, did you just drop a hint that he called in the cavalry? Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, yes. That, that, would, that would be awesome. I could see that, too. That's another non-super. Right. Huh? If if we're going to go Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., how about Nick and Bobby? Ooh. Bobby would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, mean, I think this would be the ideal time to to bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. And, and complete that it's all connected loop. Since we did see Fury in the end credit scene on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Well, he was actually in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he was in, in uh, Hellworld. And actually, uh, wasn't, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, the one that turned out to be a crooked agent in um, Grant Ward. No, in um, not Grant Ward. The one that was bald. Oh, Sitwell. Sitwell, yeah. Because Sitwell was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too at one point. Like yeah. for at least one episode. Yeah, before he got wiped out in Winter Soldier. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm. The more I'm thinking about, the more I'm thinking this is going to be some kind of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tie-in. We can hope. Mm-hmm. We can hope. Well, I'm hoping it's Coulson. I'm hoping yeah. too. Could you imagine if the bus showed up? <laughs> <laughs> Or it shows up. It shows up with the hell carrier behind it. Oh, man. So I'll say that was another successful countdown, gentlemen. Any final thoughts? Okay, here's something that I would love to see. The helicarrier gets brought out of mothballs. It transports the scrolls to their new home. Mm-hmm. And in the same YouTube video that I was watching, when when Fury says scrolls like the cold, mm-hmm. well, what would be the perfect cold locale for the scrolls to relocate to? The Arctic Antarctica. Circle. Antarctica. Or or the Art Circle. One well, Antarctica is a continent. Right. right. Arctic is just ice sheets. So if scrolls wind up on Antarctica, the helicarrier ferries them down there. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I would just love to see that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The peaceful ones. Right. Right. Not the extremists. Yeah. No. Well, there's not many of them left now. No, it's not many Thanks of them. Thanks to Yeah. Uh, Island, final thoughts. Uh, um, I guess really my only final thought is I'm really hoping that this final episode is at least a little bit extended. That that's all I have to say about that. I, I hope so too. Um, right, one more. Yes. <sighs> Do that to me. Try and check a runtime. I can spell. I know I'm getting tired because my dyslexia dyslexia is actually kicking in on words, mm. not verbs. That only happen. I get extremely tired. Uh, episode six is expected to be roughly fifty-one minutes. Well, there's your longer episode, Kyle. Yep. Uh, apparently, all the others have been... Uh, in the 30-minute range? Yeah, in the 30-minute range. Really? Yeah. Yeah, not counting the the, the, the end credits, because those take yeah. almost as long as the episode. True. Uh, so, yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I'm expecting to see an end credit scene like, like we have with the others when we haven't had end credit scenes until... The final episode. Yeah, you keep watching those credits. Uh, I'm expecting an end credit scene here. Yes. Um, I, I want to see. I want to see a resolution, but I wouldn't mind. I, I want to see a resolution to this season. But if there's a, a cliffhanger, I want it to be tied into an upcoming film, some sort, or upcoming project. And and I don't want it to be one of those who shot Jr. type cliffs. <laughs> and I just age myself big time with that. So, <laughs> um, other than that, I don't have any other final thoughts. Actually, I do. Uh, gentlemen, check your emails about the Intrepid Trio Invitational Fantasy Football League is coming back up. <laughs> so, uh, those of you on Sorcerer, well, any of y'all, uh, go check out Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone, where I will put the link for your first there are a couple of us who are returning kylan eric myself are automatic because we are host of the show it's mm-hmm. our fantasy football league um at the moment jeff davis because he is a host on sorcerer radio is an automatic has an automatic invite to return and then i have our second place winner from last year's league with an automatic invite because first place last year went to eric and i to third place <laughs> i did didn't i yeah but if neither one of us got first or third i would have had those people invited back as well but i, I want to bring in a whole new group of people outside of that so there are there are if you happen to be someone who's returning and reclaim a spot great if not feel free if you if you claim a spot and feel free to change the team name um still keep it disney marvel star wars pixar Walt Disney Company related team name. Mm-hmm. I, I am never changing my team name again. No, I'm not changing my. I, I, I changed my team name for the second season. Yeah, I won the one two seasons ago mm-hmm. under this under the name you have now. Pretty much, and and that was the the kicker part because I I basically just you know bowed out of it, and the rest of the season was literally on autopilot, and I'm just kind of like. I'll never be able to do that again. And then I, like an idiot, changed the name and stunk up the joint. Yep. So it will be XS Tech Support from now until Doomsday. Even if I wanted to change my name, I don't think mine can be any better, especially with my logo. Oh, no. Figments no, no. of Shield. Figments of Shield, yes. It, it fits Marvel, the show with us, with the Intrepid Trio. And Shield's supposed to be a figment. And the fact of where I work at Epcot. Yes. And plus, the logo just incorporates all of it together. I thought that was pretty good. And the funny thing is, I came up with that logo before 
Marvel did that in the in the back one, the comics, where they came up with a figment shield mashup in the back of a figment issue. Oh, God. Coulson and Dreamfinder tooling around in Lola. Oh, <laughs> plenty of imagination there. So um, on that note. A metal spark with Agent Coulson. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? You want to take this one tonight, Eric? Yes, please. Let's go dark before I keep singing. <laughs> Reach the life model decoy of Tony Stark. Please leave a message.